You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. You know, mm. a few months ago, uh, when we could kind of see the direction WWE was going, it was kind of fun, and we could kind of laugh at it and poke jokes and make fun of it. And as time's gone on, uh, I think for myself, I can say uh, I'm not laughing anymore. Uh, I don't think it's funny anymore. It's not a game. Uh, I think it's bad. and I'm still laughing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a couple giggles over the Saudi Arabia situation, but... Uh, once you have the boss of your company abandoning your uh, talent in a foreign place with some obvious shady practices were happening, uh, I think that's when people need to kind of take off their rose-tinted glasses, even if you are a fan of the company, and realize that things are broken, and they're broken at the very top. And and we're not talking Matt Hardy. No, and we got somebody's got to turn the keys over to Triple H. <laughs> seeing that Paul. it's seeing that it's still running the way it is given the way that the backstage and manage, managerial uh, atmosphere must be, is amazing. Um, we are Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. I'm Kyle. And I'm Luke. And we're pissed. And we are looking at Crown Jewel. We broke one of our only rules, which was we're not going to look at these Saudi Arabia shows. Because this one, I, I this think one just had too much like intrigue. What the women's match... And the title match and Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez. And I think... It had so much intrigue to it, and like this show broke me. Yeah, whatever, whatever um, admiration or like whatever fanboy was like still within my soul for this company. I saw it, especially during that main event. It just flew away. Well, and there, I, mean, I have nothing left for them. Before we get At least to for the now. show, SmackDown was great. SmackDown yes. was great with all the guys, the NXT guys coming up and kind of taking over. That's cool. It was good to see. And AEW last week was another stellar show. AEW is just keeps... They can't miss. They just keep moving. Uh, congratulations to Sammy Callahan. Yes. New Sammy, Impact World Champion. Which they, I'm very happy for. I am too. But uh, Crown Jewel was the low light. I mean, MLW had their first pay-per-view. Yeah, congratulations to Ever? them. Yeah. First, nice. Their first pay-per-view. Their, their first pay-per-view. actual... They used to just put their specials on YouTube, but this was the first time they actually pay-per-view were Pay-per-view debut. Pay per view. Uh, NWA Power still getting some still some going. positive uh, reviews, even, even though they with... had to put out a statement about Jim Cornette mm-hmm. telling somebody to kill themselves. <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like any other internet troll, right? I am glad they did something though, instead of just yeah. kind of like sweeping it under the rug. They're like, yeah, he said it. He's still going to work for us. Did though. you guys watch or see the Austin Aries Jim Cornette like? You told me about no, it. I, I went to I it. went to try to find it, but I didn't look hard enough. Apparently, you just go to a. Uh, at Austin Aries and at Jim Cornette, and it's... What, uh, so what were the highlights? Oh, boy. Uh, Jim Cornette made fun of Austin Aries for being vegan and saying he could put on a better match than Austin Aries. Oh, like, my God. We saw like him that. put on a match. Stuff like that. And then Austin Aries made fun of him for being old and saying he, he's a con he's, he's a con man, and they both made like talk shit to each other for being uh, uh, locker room cancers. <laughs> Great. It was, it was just... It was a train wreck maybe we should quarantine them off and just let them have their own section of social media to just hey, poison each hey, other i got i got a good idea yeah oh boy next year wwe crown jewel no jim cornet <laughs> jim cornet versus austin, austin aries. aries 
Money, money, money. Let's do it. Or we could do a strange bedfellows match and make them tag against Joey Ryan and Joey Janela. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, God. That's too creative for what they're doing with these Saudi shows. So I guess we got to get into the Saudi show, huh? Should we mention uh, last week? Thank you for all the questions. Oh, yeah. You guys killed it. feedback from the episode. We had so much fun. I know it was a long one, but we had a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Y'all killed it. So we're glad to have you there. And we haven't plugged it in a while, so I'm going to go ahead and say bigboysbodyslams.storeenv.com. Go and pick up some merch. I know we're, we're... Maybe I'll tweet the merch link tomorrow. I'll have to Facebook it out, too. We, I'll, I need to get some new designs up, so I'll have to get on that, too. Uh, but we still got a lot of great ones up there still that you guys can check out, so feel free to support us. Or, hey, just share it with your friends and tell us that you love us and send us some That's cookies. really all we need is sweet nothings. Yeah, I, right. love, I love that some of the people that follow us on Twitter, uh, Keith and Jake Jonas. and They've become staples. They've become cornerstones. And like David Ritter and Regulars, baby. and Wyatt. They're all sharing our stuff like on Twitter every it means week, a lot. and it's awesome. It's it awesome. means a lot. Um, I said it's awesome like twice, but you know, that's how much it's it awesome. means. It's awesome. So nice you awesome. got to say it. Awesome. I came to play. Thank you. Uh, speaking of people who weren't in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Uh, Good thing. This was WWE Crown Jewel coming to us from Halloween, October 31st, 2019. This first, was a spook fest for the first WWE of all, talent. I have my first complaint of the show. Yeah. You sounded like Lance Storm there. <laughs> this should have been called Halloween Havoc. I mean, they have the IP just sitting there. They're not going to have to pay to use it. Yeah. I mean, that's such a cool name. And I heard it on another podcast. I'm talking about why is this not being used? Okay. And it, exactly, this would, should be used. Would though, however, since it's a Saudi show, would it have made you happier that it was Halloween Havoc? Or would you be pissed that they wasted Halloween That's Havoc? That's a good point. They use, they use Starcade on house shows every year, and that doesn't really bother me. I just like that they're using the name Starcade. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that. I I think both of those should be important. I'm just desperate to see Halloween Havoc come back in any capacity. I just like the sets. Point. True. This set was good, though. To be fair, yeah. this was a cool set. Yeah, I just like the theme sets. Which I'm did the, kind of did the set make back. it out? <laughs> I don't know. The set might still be there, as far as I How know. How the hell did they just airlift that in there? I realize we didn't really get into that, but I'm sure everyone's heard of it. Basically, uh, Vince stranded everybody in Saudi Arabia for about 24 hours. and nobody... I think Luke was asking how they get the set there. Uh, the, they must fly it. They have to, right? Right. Part no, of... I was just or... like a huge-ass airlift. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, Cargo plane? I was going to say, could it go over on like a cargo boat? Yeah, it could go over on a boat, too. I mean, you'd probably have to get something on land, obviously, and drive it take? there. That takes a long-ass time. Well, Titanic made it in a couple days. Somebody get no. Bruce Pritchard on the phone for the podcast the and see if we can uh, get to the bottom of how they get the sets over to Saudi Arabia. Uh, we open up with just an absurd amount of pyro. I, I started laughing out loud at the amount of pyro that was on this show, and it started with this opening display. Hey, it was absurd. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not going to complain about the pyro because I'm glad it's coming back. Oh, it was great. I just kind of found it hilarious that there was so much of it. Like, it was so self-aggrandizing. Not that I would expect... Nice, nice vocab. Not, thank you. Not that I would expect anything different from a WWE production, but man, it was like it was like the entire Space Needle 4th of July show in week one in the opening for this pay-per-view. And that's not to mention what some of the other people got. They do not waste any time with any uh, like hype packages, announcements, or anything. Was there a video package even? I think they just went straight I to it. I didn't write one down if there was. Uh, and with that being said... There was a ton of video packages throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we are going to get to our first match of the evening right away. And boy, did they pick a barn burner to start this show on. God. This is Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez for the WWE Championship. And we have Heyman in Brock's corner and Rey Mysterio. Here we go. Uh-huh. In the corner of Kane Velasquez. <laughs> I was worried that uh, Kane wasn't going to have his own entrance music and it was just going to be Rey's. Thankfully, he did. Uh, it wasn't memorable or anything, but it was there. So, I mean, 
steps in the right direction. This match was horrible. Uh, it lasted about two minutes, and it was a fake MMA fight with two 40-somethings punching each other in slow motion, fake punching, and then Lesnar gets the Kimura lock, and Velasquez taps, so Lesnar gets his win back, I it, guess. It was really weird because we've seen uh, fake MMA fights before in like Impact. And Lion's Den. In Lions Den, and they're never this bad. This was just slow, and all they did was back each other into the corner twice, and, and tried to do some really bad kicks and really bad. Yeah, punches. it was. This was, and okay, this might have been one of the worst matches we've looked at on, on, in, in this umbrella of big boys and body slams. Like not counting some of the historically bad shows, this is up there for one of the worst matches I've seen. Like it was this pretty awful. Was unwatchable. One of these times we're gonna have to do like a top ten worst we matches. Sh- we totally we- should. Yeah. It would be fun to go back. I mean, but th- dude, this has got to be in that top ten, right? We've done enough episodes to be uh, to, have to do a, a best we have of a library, show, yeah. To do a best of, uh, show. but yeah, you're right. This was awful. This match was terrible. It was How? Who greenlit this? Who decided that this would be an entertaining match? Uh, they need to be fired. Okay, this I, was horrible. Okay, let's let's look at it though. Mm. This could have potentially had some excitement to it. Yeah, I've seen Kane work. He can I've, wrestle, and we've seen Brock, Brock can wrestle. Brock can still go at a very high clip. The 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 two minute if it was even that of just a bad MMA fight was not it. Chief, I'm giving it zero stars by the way. Um, I gave it a quarter star because of Paul Heyman's entrance. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I gave it a quarter star. Uh, this uh, was just so bad. So, but what well, one thing that we've said before? Obviously, he can work better than this. But Brock and big guys don't mix. They don't. He does not have chemistry with other big guys. They and don't this mix. was. Just more proof of that. I, you know what? In the back of my mind... And he's never going to carry a big guy. Oh, no. Never. In the back of my mind, I was a little bit worried they were going to try and do this like MMA shoot fight type of a match. Um, and it came off way worse than I would have expected it. And uh, yeah, it was just not a good way to open the so show. So I don't know why, um, but this decision making of just, you know, of Vince just giving Brock that, that victory back or whatever, that, that moral... Um, mountain that he overcame after actually getting beat up. Uh, it felt a lot like when at WrestleMania when DX beat Sting for no reason. When Triple H beat Sting for We're no gonna, damn reason. Like, the E is going to get oh, one over oh, on you guys. The last, it's the last fucking laugh. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, that's how this felt though. I didn't expect Kane to win. I do think there's going to be something to come oh, out of this. Oh, it's not over. Yeah. It's not over. So, I mean, the post-match, Rey Mysterio gets involved, and they put on a better match than Kane yeah. and Brock did. Uh, Rey, was, and, Rey was crushing him with chair He shots. was destroying him with a chair. And Once I, in the head, by the way. He protected himself, but... And uh, I actually loved this. This beat down at the end yeah, of the Yeah, I match. did too. And then, and then the chair shots didn't really do much to Brock, so Brock ended up uh, destroying Rey. Um, F5 on top of a chair. So... My question for this match, all right? Yeah. Why do you bring Cain Velasquez in with such fanfare? Pay him a shit ton of money. Pay him a shit ton of money and have him job in two minutes. Ratings. First SmackDown. The first episode of SmackDown. Right, right, right. Uh, which, which is, I get that part, but why rush into this match just to have a two-minute match? Uh, I don't have the answers anymore. Because I can't even try and uh, get into my their heads. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at other MMA instances, right? Like Rampage Jackson and Impact and... This Ken Shamrock and Stefan Bonner in Impact, and Ken Shamrock in WWE, and Tank Abbott in WCW. You know, it's happened a, a ton. Why make a mockery of this kind of angle when, it, when done right, it's a good angle? Can I just say, nobody's first match, especially when it's they're like, 
I mean, Kane's had a match before, but especially when it's in this type of an audience in the WWE, nobody should debut in this company with a WWE title match. Like, nope. you're setting them up for failure right off the bat. Un- unless it's a past name that can still work. Yeah. So yeah. if CM Punk came back and they were to do Brock Lesnar and well, CM obviously, Punk, yeah. right. But, but for a debuting guy yes. to have his first match... Like, I just have had such a problem with that, and I was worried this is what we were going to get. But like I said, this was worse than I could have imagined. It was shit. And I don't know why. Honest- like, to Kyle's point, I don't know why they rushed into this match. Honestly, they didn't have to. They should have done Dominic and Brock here. Sure. It if, it, been if, if it was going to be this. It, yeah, if, if you yeah. had... If, Kane needed to look strong. And he did not. He did not. He looked very weak. He looked terrible. His and- knee is is liquid i I mean like look that, at him why he can't walk that's why his career's over and yeah mma's over i mean that's i think that's the, might be one of the things that stuck out to me liquid. that might be one of the things that stuck out to me the most was like like he really he's not wearing that knee brace like for for a fact he can't walk right he can't move i mean, I mean here's it's a question. bad here's a question for you yeah who moved better hulk or Ooh, Kane Velasquez. Hulk was struggling. We'll get to it, but Hulk was struggling getting down that ramp. It was kind of sad. Okay, one more question yeah. before we move on from this match. Would you rather see Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair today or another Kane Velasquez and Tyson Fury match? Wait, what? Kane oh, wait, Brock, is it Kane mean? versus no, no, Tyson? Kane and Tyson. So you get both their matches or Rick and, Rick and Hogan. I have, to, I have to say Kane and Tyson. Yeah, just, I don't want my so legacy with those die. guys. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Just so Rick does not die in the ring. Yeah, oh, that's Rick true, will too. never die. He's came awfully fucking close. He's, he's still drinking with Post how many Malone. Li- how many lives does he have left if he's a cat? 16. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> nice. One for each title. Nicely done. Um, yeah, so that was that. Shall we move on? Yeah. Hey, uh, there's a there's an interview right here. That, and it looked like one of those bad dubbed over movies. Are you Kung talking Pao? about the, the revivals? Yeah. Yeah, and then not only that, they're fucking putting over the tag team turmoil match. Like it means anything. It means who's the best tag team in the world, dude. Oh, God. And they then, ju- they just, oh, here I go. And then fucking you get to the announcers yep. and Thanks, they are Kyle. just like they are putting this fucking stupid ass mm. tag team turmoil match over and they repeatedly go out of their way several times to say the winner of this match is the best they are going to be crowned the best tag team in the world. In the world. And it's not like just a title, it's real. If you win this match, this trophy proves that you are the best tag team in the world number one that's a flawed concept because if you're coming in last and say you're wrestling a tag team who came in first they're going to be much weaker than you are so wouldn't you want like a more like a regular tournament to determine the best tag team in the world why would you do a turmoil match Uh uh-huh it just doesn't make sense no well (laughs) i hated this i mean they should have done a tournament so stupid it's such it's just such corporate speak you know hey but can i say something you mad you mad i kind of like this match i didn't love it i wouldn't say i like yeah but but i kind of liked it nothing my issue was this is just like the 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 tag team version of the shane mcmahon best in the world shit well that was a tournament that was a tournament at least Uh, oh yeah well this was a gauntlet this was yeah but it was just a mini tournament you know that was back to back to back to back to back um I, I, yeah, I mean, the the in ring action wasn't like offensive or bad or anything. No, well, it was fine. It was just there was no evolution. There was no. Nope, they were not there. They were not. I mean, one, two of them were. Uh, there was no like, there was no an- anticipation. It was just a raw tag team turmoil. Match. I do want. I do want to be like your opposition on stuff on this. Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. The Lucha House Party are phenomenal. Lucha. They're so Lucha. fun. They are really really good i think that they could be the basis for a decent like 
the 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 framework for a, a really good tag division, you can kind of see it being laid now. Right. And I think this turmoil match was kind of like a proof of concept. Like, see, we do have tag teams. I also want to say Tucker of Heavy Machinery. It was, he impressed me. Tucker, he's great. And he's, he's dropped a lot of weight since he's come up to the main roster. He's still a large man. Otis has They're him, both but, good. But Tucker has. You hate Otis. Otis well, I can't stand dude, Otis. I love Otis. He yeah. was over, too. I love this. Otis, too. You know who else was over in this match? The Revival. Dude, when their music hit, people were going wild for them. Kind of nice to see. FTR. Um, I guess well, let's go through the matches. It was Lucha House Party and Rudolph. Uh, and then Lucha House Party's eliminated. Hawkins Ryder come in. Uh, that was quick. Swiftly get eliminated. Heavy Machinery come in and they eliminate Rudolph. The New Day come in and they eliminate Heavy Machinery. The B Team come in, swiftly eliminated by... Yes. Why are they still... I don't even remember the B Team. It's like I forget about them. And they're not I mean, bad workers. I remember they're a thing, but they've always been, you know, Hawkins and Ryder. They've always been a joke. Like, yeah. They've just... Even when they had the tag team titles, they were kind of a joke. That's why I'm saying. It's time to turn ba- Bo Dallas into... Bo some, Wyatt? Bo Wyatt. Yes. Maybe. Um, anyways, they're gone really quickly. God, uh, he would be so freaking good in the Firefly Funhouse segment. What know. He? God, and, he'd be good. I know. And then your, uh, your SmackDown Tag Team Champions come in, the Revival. Um, Shatter Machine. Uh, yep. And can I say something? You always do. It's kind of, it's, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad to see Kofi, like, less than a month after being the WWE. Relegated. After, less than a month ago he was the wwe champion and now he's in the middle of a t- means nothing tag team turmoil match on a god-awful saudi Ra- he's back to a mid-card i gotta say like, though i think something's gonna happen fall with kofi Grace. i think there's gonna be a heel turn or something i have no faith in that at all. I, I do because he's been acting weird on tv like he has just, he like there was that the segment with the pancakes on the back where it just sound, seemed like he was just crushing the pancakes instead of throwing them around. Maybe I think we're gonna see like Kofi get frustrated for being passed over, and we might see him turn. Maybe. I think that's the right way to do it, and you could turn Big E too. I would just hate to see him go do back to being. Pardon what? me. Do a racist angle where they're like, "You're not doing anything with us because you're racist." Hell yeah, do it. You're just gonna go for it, huh? I don't just, think they'll do that. Just turn him. Just turn him heel and just do it. They're too, uh, like, the WWE is way too corporatized to, like, even touch something like that. Not that that would be an inherently bad angle, because I think there's some definite interest there, especially given the way Big E acts on Twitter. Like, he's very outspoken about black rights and, you know, being a proud black man, which is great. WWE will not go there. Also, not in 2019. New Day makes too much damn money, market-wise. I mean, that's true, but... You could almost turn them into like a newish like nation. That's kind of where I was going. Which is kind of what they were kind of first debuted. It's kind of where I was going. Then Xavier got hurt. Yeah, but so you're right. They got to do something with him out because he's supposed to be out like a year. I would hate to see Kofi just go back to being a mid corner. Yeah, that's like one of the big problems with this company is after guys are main eventers, like nine times out of ten. We get Brock Lesnar back on the top, and then that person just goes back to the mid card. Go through the list of the the guys in the past few years who who kind of won that world title for the first time. When you look at Finn Balor, who who moved back down the ladder, and Ginger Mahal, who moved way yeah, down the ladder. He's not even anywhere to be and seen. And Kofi Kingston, who's moving down the ladder. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens who's, who's moving down, down the ladder. Yeah, they cannot, like, for whatever reason, they cannot keep guys on the top. Which, I think that's a big problem with wrestling in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like Daniel Bryan said, Daniel Bryan, there's another example. Well, Daniel Bryan is still, and Roman Reigns are both kind of up um, in that upper edge. Also, he was the Planets champion for a while. He was. For a minute. That was a good, that was a good reign. Uh, AJ Styles run. defied that, though. Yeah, he's and got so, did, so did Daniel, but I mean... There, there are a few guys. That, I think, well, like Daniel Bryan said, like fans are kind of naturally fickle, and like once somebody's done, like it's like you use toilet paper, like on to the next guy. Yep. At least that's how I think creative sees 
us fans. Right. But like, I'd be totally fine with seeing Kofi extended period of the main event scene. And hopefully he gets back there real quick. Yeah. Um, have you guys, while Xavier's been hurt, have you guys seen what he's doing on Twitter? What nope. is he doing? Like, he's he's just producing whole songs that he has 12 different tracks on. Awesome. That he's singing himself. He's doing all this crazy shit that people are just eating up. Not having to go to Saudi Arabia on Halloween. Right. Well, he's just chilling at home and getting a bunch of creative Good stuff for him. done that he never thought he Good would. For him. And so, at Xavier Woods PhD, I believe. Solid guy. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the uh, Revival are eliminated after a roll-up reversal. And then uh, they beat up Kofi real bad before leaving. And uh, then that allows the uh, OC to come in, and they eliminate the New Day off of the weakness that With happened. the Magic Killer. The Magic Killer. Uh, still one of my favorite tag team moves. Yes. That and the Shatter Machine. And yes. then, a uh, little bit surprising here, the Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, the Viking Raiders, come in. And, uh, man, uh, first off, Ivar can move. I think we all know that by now. They're great. They're amazing. Yes, uh, but the wonderful. OC, after a Magic Killer to Ivar, are the best tag team in the world. How yeah. long was this match? Did you take match times? Yes, I did, sir. It was 32 minutes. That was a long one. That was a long match. Very uh, long. It was What'd a you long give match. it? I gave it two stars. Uh, ultimately, just the, 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 like you said, the in-ring work wasn't awful. I just had no, like, there's no stakes. Like, a stupid fucking trophy you'll probably never see again, and that's it. So, like, I really, like, I wanted I bet to we'll like see it this. Again. You think so? Yeah, because it's going to lead, in my opinion, it's going to lead into a feud with uh, Viking Raiders. Like, for the trophy? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we beat I mean, you. maybe, but all the other trophies. No, not, not for the trophy. Oh. It's going to be like, this is a symbol of us beating you. You're the champions like it's our... It's just some, something like that. I just feel like it's going to be like the greatest Royal Rumble or... The, the or other the, best in the world. Or Andre the Giant. At least we did see the best in the world trophy for a few weeks after Shane won it. Yeah, at least Shane had it, but the, the greatest Royal Rumble... You never it. saw that belt again after um, Braun won it. I gave it two and a quarter because I actually liked a lot of it. I just thought it was way, 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 way too long. I would yeah. have really preferred just like the OC versus the Viking Raiders and a tag team title I know, match. they could have put on such a fun match. I mean, as we saw evidence of, too. Well, I think that's why I think we're going to be seeing that here soon. Um, I'm totally fine with that. I gave it two and a half, actually. Ooh, nice. Up yeah. the ladder. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any comments about why? Um, I mean, it was kind of what you said. The 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 matches, or excuse me, the action itself it wasn't really that bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad by any means. I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't five star, but it was thirty two. But it was thirty two damn minutes of like what eight falls? Yeah, something stupid. like I that? think if you're looking for a positive, it is that. This, they do have talented tag teams the in tag this company. The tag team division's coming back They just have to do... They just have to build it. So, who's your favorite tag team that was in this match? Man, um, that's a really hard question, actually. Well, you better answer I it. say the OC. Me too. I think the oh, OC yeah. right now... OC or the Viking Raiders? Like, I'm really into the OC, and probably the Revival's my second. I'm, yeah, the Revival's great. Like, it's hard. It's, and they, the New Day's great, too. They have a lot of good tag Ed teams. Ed Hawkins and Ryder. Whenever the Usos Stop. are finally ungrounded, and they get to come back, I mean, we have them waiting in the wings, too. Ungrounded. And the Hardy Boys, whenever Jeff gets ungrounded. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be a long... I think he's grounded for a while. Hey, they, the Usos are doing just as bad of things. That's true. Um, <laughs> we still that, have like six oh, combined DUIs. Was that your discussion question? Yeah. After that, we got one of the most disgusting displays of corporate speak I've ever seen in my life. Because Michael Cole isn't just happy that he gets to fly around the world uh, in mere hours to broadcast SmackDown. He is ecstatic that he gets to do this. He he is over the moon excited that he gets to go and on so probably no sleep the very next day to broadcast SmackDown. And he says it's an honor uh, or something like that. So thank you, Michael Cole. I'm glad you're so he didn't even make it. Darned excited. Yeah, you didn't even make it. I was so. about to say. Hey, by the way, props to Kane Velasquez for sticking around with the uh, the rest of the nobodies who got to couldn't leave on their own private jets. He, he probably, sta- I mean, he stayed. Yeah, probably because he doesn't have a private jet. But you know, he probably just didn't understand what was going on. Um, yeah, uh, we go back to look at the Brock stuff that was literally a match ago. I guess that second match was so long, maybe you'd forgotten what happened. I- I'm wondering if this is also 
part of the tape delay thing because the show was on a tape delay in, I don't know, in Saudi Arabia. So maybe they were getting people caught up in case they tune in late. But I guess that doesn't make sense because it was a tape delay and they didn't join it in progress. And I'm an idiot. Up next, we got Cesaro <laughs> versus Mansoor. And uh, this was a pretty decent little match here. Um, crowd is super into Mansoor. Obviously, he's from Saudi Arabia. Very charismatic young man. He won the uh, like the talent search thing that they did. The he's very He won a battle royal last year. Yep. Uh-huh. And then the first Saudi show, he like won the like promo contest that they had. So he's been in Saudi Arabia. He's wrestled a few times on NXT. Oh, I forgot they did that. Uh-huh. I would like to see him featured more, actually. Uh, yeah, after this match especially. He's been on NXT a few times, and he always shows up. And the crowd, even at full sales, into him. And they were very into him here. Um, this was a fun match. I mean, they were just... Cesaro was hitting... I mean, this was like a litmus test for like, all right, kid, how much punishment can you take in one match? Because Cesaro was hitting hard. When the suicide... Mansoor, when he went for that suicide And dive, he hit him with the uppercut. And Cesaro hit him with the uppercut when he came out was awesome. It was so cool. I mean, there was just so many like hard-hitting spots they in this match. They were fighting. Mansoor kept surviving. <laughs> Uh, and then Cesaro at one point hit a gut wrench off the top rope, that was uh, awesome. which I thought was pretty cool. Eventually, though, Mansoor does get the upper hand, and he hits a beautiful moonsault and wins the match by pinfall in... Oh, God. Uh, 1240. 12 minutes and 40 seconds uh, after the match, good. Mansoor cuts a very... Uh, uh, pure and very real passionate. promo. Passionate. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Luke. Uh, promo to the Saudi Arabia crowd saying, like, I did this for you. We're going to, you know, I'm going to bring this back to the States with me. And, you're, you know, I am promised you're going to know who I am. Uh, good match. I gave it 3.25 stars. At this point, this was easily my match of the night uh, at this point. Um, and it is in the running for match of the night in general for me. I thought this was a good match. It was, again, it's cool to see Mansoor win again in his home turf. Uh, no problems with that. Uh, it is kind of sad to see that Cesaro is just an enhancement talent now, um, but, but at the same time, over. he's a veteran and he's going to get the most out of people. And some people, somebody's got to fill that role. And uh, if they don't have any bigger plans for him, why not him? And uh, at least he's working. So three point two five. I gave it three and a half. I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, Mansoor kind of has star written all over him. He does. It, uh, I would like to see him keep going. I hope he gets some more shots. He and I and not just in the Saudi shows. Yeah. I hope I hope he comes to the states and wrestles a little bit. Yeah, put him on NXT more. He uh, actually that would be perfect. Officially on their yeah, roster. He is on it. Yeah, he just is hardly NXT. ever shows up. Sure, I gave it three and a half. Um, I thought Mansoor was very impressive, and God, I love Cesaro. Man, he can just he can just work and put people over. Can I, I have a it hot just, take? Though it just kills me real quick. Oh, sorry. It just there's a few people that absolutely kills me that they don't do anything with. And Cesaro is like at the top of the list that I would just love to see anywhere else. Speaking of start and stop booking, like we talked about with Kevin Owens everywhere last week. Everywhere else. He's been a start and stop guy. Uh, so I like, will say he's got to wrestle. Get the trunks back. Stop wrestling joggers. He looks yeah. like a fool. Uh, yes, correct. My my actual question we've kind of covered a little bit was uh, how do you feel that Cesaro is basically oh, a glorified enhancement talent? He's a glorified jobber at this point. I think he's going to kind of like, I think he's going to, so. He just kind of floats let me around compare from brand him. the brand and loses. Let me compare him to Daniel Bryan, because I think Daniel Bryan's going to kind of assume that same role. The difference for me is that we've seen Daniel Bryan at the very tippy top. We we never got to see Cesaro there, and it seems like, at least in WWE, he's never going to reach that. So I understand that you want veterans who can work good matches with anybody to kind of like really see what guys have. And uh, I guess that's where they see Cesaro. Um Similar to the, I think, yeah, like I said, the Daniel Bryan role. I think because that's I think where Daniel Bryan's gonna head. If you look at the Adam Cole match that he had, uh, which is yeah, but Daniel Bryan's always kind of put people over too. Yeah, that's true. As he and then ends up getting his wins back later on. That's true. Well, and he totally, for whatever reason, at his stature and the way he 
the way he plays his gimmicks, he can totally do that and get away with it and keep all credibility. Yeah, like I think the time. thing that really upsets me though is like at one point the bar was probably the most over tag team in wrestling. Yes. Yeah, man, they were. Who's okay? Sheamus was the other guy in the bar. I, shut up, uh, dude! I thought he couldn't wrestle anymore. Um, top three, real quick. I know yeah. I don't know why I'm on this kick today. No, hey, do it. Top three wrestlers in the WWE that you wish were anywhere else and being used properly. Because here, here's mine. Yeah. Cesaro. Yeah. Rusev. Yeah. And, I mean, KO's in a good speed. KO. I'd say KO still. I, my top three is the exact same as yours. Really? Yep. Uh, mine's going to be... You guys are not going to believe one of mine. Okay, let's hear so, it. So, KO... It's going to be Gender Mahal, isn't it? No. Okay. Thank you. Close, though. Who? So, KO, Kay. Cesaro, Kay. and the Singh brothers. Have you seen them work? Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. The Bollywood boys back in the day? Yeah, they're good. They would be a great one to have in an AEW or an Impact. But over Rusev, though? I mean, Rusev's in a bad storyline, but at least he's getting wins, and he's on TV a lot. Yeah, but that still does I mean, KO could be on TV a lot, but if he's doing shit, I still want to see him somewhere else. I mean, Rusev's kind of going to, it seems like, going to be propelled to a higher thing. He'll make it past this cuck storyline, yeah, we promise. I, I mean, I think he's going to end up beating Lashley, and then, and then see Lana. where he goes. Bah! Do you think we ever even get the payoff to that? Do you think the payoff for that was the... Hogan Flair match? No, I think no I way. I think there's going to be a lot more Survivor Series. I think I'm thinking there's going to be like a Rusev Lashley match at Survivor Series or later on. And I I think like I keep thinking Rusev might be one of the next guys for Brock Lesnar. I could see it. Man, talk about guys like like we talked about Cesaro a few minutes ago who just like can hit, they can almost reach that glass ceiling but they can never break it. Like that's Rusev in WWE to a T. I mean, he has, he's dripping with star power. Yeah, he definitely just is. I'm just radiating saying, star Th- power. They shouldn't have done the whole cut your hair, give you a Freddie Mercury mustache. Oh, he's a, I like, I think he's very handsome. I think, he's, I think he's dashing. But I just yes. don't like the look. Man, I'm just, God, I'm just imagining Cesaro being kind of almost in Jake Hager's spot. Can you just imagine oh, that shit, yeah. man? And he's, you know, he's more the James Bond suit yeah. guy, but God. That would be great. By the way, Jake Hager sure dented a car with Dustin Rose's head last week. Good God. I I hope was, that was a working car, but I think that was a shoot car. That was a great segment. It that, was amazing. That will, <sighs> Okay, we're not... This isn't the I, I know, show. but I just wanted to talk... I this mean, is a you, shit show, bro. We're on. We're getting sidetracked. You two saw it. It was that, amazing. That was a great segment. It was amazing. It was awesome. It was amazing. Um, what wasn't amazing was that Byron Saxon is backstage interviewing Seth Rollins after that match, and uh, he's going to burn it. He, he finds a way to force burn it down into his promo. And, Burn it uh, down our throats. Hey, here's something that I think WWE should be paying attention to. If your most conditioned audience, which I think we could say like either India or Saudi Arabia, are probably your two most conditioned audiences, they're going to cheer for who they want you to cheer for and they're going to boo who they want you to boo. Okay, right. Yeah. If they are booing Seth Rollins, what more of a wake-up call do you possibly need? Because they weren't cheering the guy. No. He had that backstage interview. Not even when he said burn it down. Even if that if that crowd that you have conditioned that is so passionate about the classic good guy bad guy wrestling, kayfabe, yeah, exactly. Even they're not buying him. Anymore. I gotta stop. Yeah, I don't think Seth deserves the hate he's getting. Seth continually puts on great matches. WWE is just booking him so horribly and making him try to be cool. Which, when you're trying to be cool, it's not going to work. He just comes off as a dweeb. Yeah, when Seth was just being himself out there, what was he? 
He was cool. Yeah, remember heel Seth Rollins when he first right. won the WWE title? God, even, I loved him. And even Seth, before they started doing the dorky, the man's a man stuff and all this yeah. stuff, he was cool. Yeah. So stop trying to make him act cool and he'll be cool again. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. But they you know did what? the same thing with Triple H back in the day. Yeah, they did. You're not wrong. Kyle. But you know what, though? Like, eventually, so I don't want to compare Seth Rollins to Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I'm going to do shouldn't. it. You shouldn't. So eventually, like, I understand that he, Seth is a company man, like, to a T, and he's going to he's gonna do whatever they tell him to do. Stop looking at me like that, Luke. No matter how how cringy or how bad he knows even that it is. Do you think Stone Cold would have ever read some of these promos that are being written for Seth Rollins? He would have protested. He said, I'm not reading that. Like, well, eventually, Seth Rollins has got to stand up for himself and say, I'm I, not doing mo- this. Most of the scripts were just Stone Cold anyway. Like, yeah, he got bullet true. points. Yeah, But still, he turned down a lot. A lot of shit. And you don't see guys like Seth Rollins doing that today. They're, they're, they're so... I'll use the word conditioned Condition, again right. to just like be Hamstrung. like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another thing, though, that Stone Cold has said on his podcast is he wish he didn't veto some of the things he vetoed. So I think there's got to be a happy median. In oh, there. yeah. But I mean, I think we're getting to the point where like Seth can probably start to say this isn't working. <laughs> this isn't working for me, brother. Right. Exactly. Pull out the hook. Because we know we don't hook it way too many yeah, of those. Um, but just my two cents. Oh, also, they announced NXT is going to be part of Survivor Series. Can't knock that decision at all. That's excellent. I love it. Uh, and up next... You know what we didn't love? Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. This I shit. will say, Tyson Fury's entrance was cool. <sighs> Living in America. And then like the pyro goes off, and he comes out, and he's dressed like someone from Lawrence of Arabia, and I kind of loved it. The whitest man you've ever seen wearing Saudi... Print. He's dressed like the Saudi prince, and he just strolls out to the ring, and then he took the robe off, and I mean, started. even in his... Uh, in the last fight he had... He came out like in the Apollo Creed. Yeah. Like the James Brown Living in America, all that shit. And it was actually dope. Unfortunately, uh, the bell rang. He took off the robe and the bell rang. Yeah. Uh, number one, he looked like a schlub. He did not look like a professional wrestler. He lo- he was dressed like Cassius Ono, but somehow he looked worse than Cassius Ono, which is saying a lot because Cassius Ono is not a body guy. But he's great. Uh, yeah, yes. Tyson Fury looked awkward. He couldn't sell. He couldn't bump. I want to know why people are saying he was good at selling. Because he, he wh- fell over? Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. My favorite spot in this match was you got the... So, the first time, you know, Braun Strowman's doing the choo-choo thing that he does when he runs around the ring and... The choo-choo. And he unloads on you. The first nice. time... <laughs> phrasing. The first time uh-huh. he does it, uh, Tyson Fury hits a decent-looking drive-by, so... I, I did kind of pop Credit where it's bit. due. It was no Roman Reigns drive-by. No. The second time he does it, he actually hits him. But you know how most guys, when you get hit with the choo-choo, like, you, like, fly around? Fly, oh, yeah. It was like a wall hitting another wall, and then that wall just, like, <laughs> he fell over like a tree when he hit him. It was hilarious. <laughs> you, like, there was no, like, when you take a bump in wrestling, you're supposed to, like, thrust yourself to the ground. But Fury would just fall, and it looked so funny, the whole match. Um, I mean, they kind of just punch each other for a long time. And then, then the toward, one punch toward the end of the match, uh, Strowman's coming to get into the ring. Tyson Fury decks him with a right, and uh, Braun Strowman's dead outside the ring for the 10 count. And Tyson Fury wins by count out in? 12, uh, no, excuse me, 8.05. Eight minutes, what, what'd you rank it? I want, I'm interested. What'd you give it? 1.25. I thought it was a lot better than the 
Cain Velasquez, Braun Strowman, or uh, Brock Lesnar match. Mm. But I still don't want to see Tyson Fury wrestle ever again. Wow. I give it half a star. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I thought the ending... I thought... I liked the ending. Uh, the anyway. result was great. I'm glad yeah. it was a count-out loss. So Braun doesn't lose anything, and Tyson doesn't really lose anything. Yeah. So neither guy loses anything here. Tyson Fury looks like a badass because he knocked out Braun. Other than the ending, this match sucked. Ass. It was bad. It was not good. Ass. Uh, I think the only reason I rated it as high as I did uh, because it was eight minutes. Because it was, it was uh, they actually wrestled a little bit. Like two Tyson Fury's credit, like he actually tried to do some moves. Define wrestle. Wait, it was more wrestle than we saw in the first match when they Correct. just pushed each other around. So that kind of went into my ratings. I do not want to see Tyson Fury in a wrestling ring ever again. Is he on a long term? I don't think so. He, got paid, he only got like $12 million for this yeah, match. Yeah, cool 12 to 14, I think. There, he's coming Good back for another God. match. You oh, know it. you know it, yeah. Um, woo, woo, woo. After the match, Braun Strowman comes in and gets his heat back and uh, hits a power slam to Tyson Fury, who just pops up like Austin Aries at the end of Bound for Glory last year. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it! And then he leaves and like gets a hero's exit. And uh, that's that. Do you have a... So, yeah, I have a, discu- a good discussion. Oh, yeah. I got one too. Go ahead, buddy. Can we stop? No, we gotta keep. Can going. we just move on the full gear? No, we gotta keep going. Oh, okay, we gotta keep chunking along here. What's your discussion? Was, was that actually it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might be your favorite discussion. So you're saying this show's not boosting your ass? So this is not an ass no, boosting show. You know, my ass point. is firmly planted I, on the ground. I almost texted both you guys and said, "Pivot, we're watching the first Survivor series or something," because I was just in the like. <laughs> this after, was bad. After dude. this, your kids can't. I would babysat your kids like right after this match. And, like, they were putting on better match. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, like, we knew. I probably overrated that match. We knew <laughs> what we were getting into here. Yes, you, you definitely. Okay, you definitely. I'm not going to lie. Like, we knew that this shit was possible, right? That it was going yeah. to be poop. But I was like, every time these cards are so stacked. And I was talking to a friend about this today. He's like, you got to quit getting your hopes up. I'm like, right. But you can't just throw out a huge card and expect us not to get our hopes up. And by the way... Uh, you're flying across the world and you're wrestling in often 90 to 100 degree heat, even at night in Saudi Arabia. So when you see these like super stacked, like dream cards, and then you wonder why the matches don't live up to your expectations, just try and keep that. These are humans, so they can only work within their constraints. And they also cramp. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's a hundred percent accurate. But I'm just saying when you see a card listing like this and you're like, Oh, that looks great. That looks great. That looks great. Even though it's Fury and Cain Velasquez on these cards, they're still intrigued there. The Team Hogan, Team Flair, like, I was psyched for that. And I was even psyched to see Rollins versus Wyatt again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. I was not very psyched for any of this. Um, but my discussion question before we move on. Oh, yeah. When is the last time that you guys can recall mm-hmm. that a celebrity versus a wrestler, a wrestler match mattered or storyline mattered. Oh, uh, Ronda Rousey's first match in WrestleMania. Ooh, or yeah. the, the, her in Triple H. Her Do in we, Kurt Angle versus Triple H. Yeah, okay, that's a okay, great one. Hold on, hold on. Okay, let's not... Oh, shit. Because I guess Tyson Fury kind of trained for this too, didn't he? Yeah. He was in the performance okay, center. Okay, so Velasquez. Can we... Can, okay, if we threw that one out, then what? Well, we can't just throw that no, one no, out. We can't, I, we can't just go, oh, Ronda this Rousey was, doesn't count. <laughs> Ronda Rousey was amazing. She's a Is wrestler. because she's a girl? She's a wrestler. She's a wrestler. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So you're thinking like a strictly a one-off then? Sure. Okay. Yes. The, Carl Malone? <laughs> WCW, I guess? Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah Floyd Mayweather was the last one. Right. You know, Mike you know Tyson's the last important one I can yeah. remember. You know, what, even, you know which other one was... Yeah, right. As much as I don't like the guy, you know which other one? Huh? Donald Trump. He didn't wrestle, but like that was that a was huge. Important. It was over. That was and, a huge uh, angle, and it ended up. And again, you didn't have him wrestle. And uh, what's his name? It was smart. Yeah. 
Umaga. No, 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 no. Um, he won the <laughs> world heavy. He won the WCW title. David Arquette. David Arquette. Oh. David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon won the ECW title. Oh, he kind of won the WCW with his do rag. Uh, with his damn do rag, bro. Up next. I oh, 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 oh. The last oh. celebrity involvement that worked. What? The Rock versus Cena. Two <laughs> Hollywood movie stars. There you go. There you go. FML, bro. Um. I forgot about that this happened, but I wrote it down, so I'll say it. Uh, I'm just going to write it exactly how I wrote it. We get some 24-7 title action with R-Truth and the Singh brothers. R-Truth tries to escape, but hits a door. Sunil covers and wins the title. There you go. Okay. You got the Singh brothers on the show. I got buddy. my Singh brothers. I laughed when he turned around and ran into the door. That was funny. Had the, had I He's not such been, an entertainer. Had I not been in such a pissy mood already after that last match, I probably would have liked this a lot more. Uh, but at this point, I was like, God, so, I don't want to Okay, this. so so it made you more mad, but it kind of like... Lifted your spirits a little bit. It kind of yeah. put a little bit of air back in my tire. I was like... Let's okay. be honest. Our truth can kind of do no wrong at this point. Hey, I mean, he could. Yeah, but, yeah, he could. But he just... He's a he's, he's charis- adorable. He's charismatic yeah. as shit. He's charismatic as shit. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Thank he's you. charismatic as shit, dude. As shit. I mean, shit's not very charismatic, though. Like if That's you re- if you really think about it, how charismatic is shit, sir? Please. Okay, let's get to the figure next match. of speech. Uh, AJ Styles with the OC and their trophy versus Humberto Carrillo for the <laughs> that United. Was excellent. Thank you for. I mean, that's how they say it for the United States <laughs> Championship. <laughs> I'm sorry, all you guys listening. This has been a bad episode. <laughs> this has been a great episode. I mean, the, I'm having, the, the I, episode. I'm, damn, I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, man, I got to tell you guys, kind of expected more out of this match. Me too. I don't know why. I know. that again, Like I said, you're flying across the world. You're in a weird place. There's some kind of shit going on backstage that we don't know about, <laughs> and we're probably not going to know about for a while. Uh, but even with all of that, like, kind of I still expected more from this match. It wasn't bad. No, it was a perfectly fine raw match. I didn't rate it. I just realized, so I'll be giving it one. I'll be giving it as I go. Um, I mean, Humberto Carrillo. If you guys aren't familiar with him, he is a very talented. He's like, very talented on the ropes. Like he can, he is very agile and very swift. And he, he has some great quickly. arm drags. But we got to talk about something. AJ Styles is slowing down. You guys, like, stop. Like a lot. Stop. Heat. It was the 100 degree heat. I know, Zach. I know. I'm not just using this one match as my baseline either. Like, look at his body of work, really from the Shinsuke t- uh, world title match at WrestleMania two years ago. Like, I feel like he's lost a step. I feel like you're right, but he's he's not to that point of putting on bad matches. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. But, but he also... It, I, this is the first time I really, like, he couldn't keep up with Humberto Carrillo. I'm a comparison guy, right? Yeah. Sure. Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. He can still pull up the, the, the superstar classic when he needs to, but Sean was not putting on classics nope, yeah. every night. That's, it was that's the, a really apt comparison. The big actually. matches against Jericho and against Undertaker, those were when the the superstar the Sean was really, That's a really good comparison. But, but on the TV shows and on the pay-per-views that didn't mean as much, AJ is or no. Sean was doing the, slowing yeah, it down. Know, however, however, to Zach's point, how... Many times, gentlemen, and it's been a lot. How many times have we reviewed an AJ Styles match and said, I thought this was going to be better? Almost every match. A lot. Right, but I also think it's the same. Are we just putting him on too high of a pedestal? I think probably. I think at the, he's, what, 42 years old? Yeah. Damn. He's not, just like Sean was back in the day, he is not going to put on a classic every single night. No, but he doesn't need to either. Exactly. And you know what? Just cherish him for what he's got now. 
Oh, yeah, dude. I will never take a AJ Styles match for granted after he no. debuted. We screamed at Royal Rumble. And again, after all this conversation we had, I'm going to reiterate that this was not a bad match. Um, right, this was not a bad match. And I want to go back to when I first found out about AJ Styles, back when Impact was on... Uh, Spike like, TV? No, on Fox Sports Network. Oh, FSN, nice. where the Mariners used to be on. They used to be on before the uh, Mariners pregame on Fridays. And, like, I remember seeing him in, like... Spiked hairstyles. And, like, falling in love with, wrestle, like, TNA wrestling with he the AJ... The re- he was the there's, reason I started there's watching There was AJ TNA. Styles and Christopher Daniels and Monty Brown and then mm-hmm. these... Then, like, the, the, Ra- two were- the Ravens and the X-Pox and, like, the three live crew and I was just so into Abyss, it. Abyss, actually. So, for me, it was yeah. definitely it was definitely AJ, Christopher It was AJ Daniels, and, and Abyss, Abyss for me that, that really got me. And my dad, like, we used to watch Impact together and this was when my dad was kind of getting out of wrestling. And he saw a commercial for TNA one day and it was prominently featuring AJ Styles and he was like we gotta watch this like this yeah. guy's Good. really something yeah uh but all that to say this wasn't a bad match i think i think because he's working with someone like korea who very much kind of like works that like x division quote unquote style that you really realize like oh he really can't keep up but i don't expect him to keep up with a guy like and Humberto at the Carrillo. same time they're he doesn't re- need to they're really putting him against the fast guys right now yeah they when, are when by think discuss- about his best matches since he's Coming, I mean, I, I still think the Samoa Joe feud is some of the best stuff he's done in and WWE. The Cena feud and the Jericho uh-huh. feud, like he works well against those more the Brock like, Lesnar match. Yeah, uh, and rate your match, and then we'll get into the question. I'm gonna give it uh, two and a half. By the way, it, it was, was a TV match. It was twelve thirty-five. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm AJ Styles wins uh, after a phenomenal forearm. So there's that. It, it was enjoyable. It was a good TV. It was a raw match. So I gave it two and a half. They did a really good job of working on the legs. AJ worked on Creo's legs. Yeah, most of the which match. actually impacted him at the end because right. he couldn't hit the springboard maneuvers that he usually exactly. would. Exactly. So and they th- told a story. And it was a very good story match. The, unfortunately, they're bogged down from jet lag and all that stuff. So the match wasn't on par as we were probably expecting. Again, it wasn't a bad match. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I give it two and three quarters. I mean, because it, it wasn't a bad it match. It wasn't a bad um, match. Um, I will say though, how many times now has AJ beat Carrillo clean? Two, Re- recently? right? Is it yeah, because uh, they had. I think the first match was on Raw, and, and then they, they had this one. How yeah. weird is it? Yeah. Like the U.S. T- like this whole U.S. title since AJ's been holding this belt. Like it's totally been like guys just being like skyrocketed into the so, position. So here's my question, and then right? Pooped on. And yeah, I'm gonna explain. So who's next? Who do you want to see AJ Styles work with? Because lately. It's just been 205 Live guys getting the call up. You're right. And I'm about him. to say another 205 Live guy, Buddy Live Murphy? guy, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Buddy and Murphy? I think he needs to be one to take the title off of him. So Buddy Murphy's a good one. I want Seth. I don't want Seth in the world title I, picture right now. We talked right about now. that actually. Yes, we did. And they had a fantastic series of matches. We talked about this at Applebee's with the 25 yeah, cent wings. Mm-hmm. But, they were good. But uh, I, I want wasn't there, but I had them. I want AJ and I want Seth to have a nice little feud. Yeah. Me too. Because I don't want Seth around the world pic- title picture. Because oh, he, needs, he that, needs to stay. He needs that Roman Reigns like break. It needs to so be people, oil to water with yes. him in the title right now. Just like it is with Roman right now. Because exactly. It has done wonders for Roman's career. It, give oh, give yeah. me soccer mom AJ versus Uncle Oni. Oh, there you go. That'd be good. There you go. I mean, yeah. I was, I was half ass saying that. Yeah. But um, so. should I move on? Yep. Hogan gets interviewed backstage and he is completely out of control. He calls it beautiful Byron. <laughs> beautiful Byron. And then he says, uh, he, I love Dude. this. Ti- he goes on this tirade about how he's been training the guys so hard so, that if they were in the desert and they got tired, he'd make them drink sand. I'm like, what are you? You're going to kill them? Bro, you did- were so close to being racist. Hogan, just calm down. Did bro. you Did you just see calm down. this? Did you see the smirk on Hogan's face he as was he's saying this? He was so happy. He was, he was trying so hard not to laugh. I know. Which makes me think that Vince called him into the office like, 
I hey, told you you couldn't hey, say pal, this. You need to say all this stuff. Yeah. And he's like, all right. It was he was out of it was vintage Hulk Hogan. You guys. oh, it like, was fantastic. It this was vintage Hulk. First it was time great. he's been able to do that in a long time. It was amazing. I loved it. It it, it, it was so guess, campy and so like stupid, but it so worked. 80s. Yeah, right? it worked. The Mean Gene thing was the last time he was able to really go all out. Yeah. Beautiful Byron. I hope that sticks. Oh, I hope that sticks, and I hope they keep having him do these backstage interviews because. He showed personality. Well, he can be he... a GM now. Let's just do it. Byron? No. No. Hulk. Hulk. He's talking about Byron. I'm talking about oh, Byron. Oh, 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 sorry. Beautiful Byron. But no, you're right. Hulk should be the GM of one of the shows, and Stone Cold should be on the other one. So yeah. we get that Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan match. Uh, and then I loved how when Byron got on commentary okay. later, okay. he just kept putting himself over his beautiful Byron, too. Yeah, I love that. <sighs> By the way, speaking of commentary, Pat McAfee on SmackDown was love not him. terrible on commentary. I love he him. was into was it. He he was he announcing SmackDown? Yeah. yeah. It was I, him. And in jean shorts. It was yeah. It was him. Renee. Renee and was it Tom Phillips? Um who's the other guy? I think it was Tom Phillips. Yeah. Did Renee get kicked in the face? Yes. Yes, she did. And she said she doesn't want to do commentary ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it happens. Um but no, Pat McAfee was pretty good. Like he was energetic. Dude. He was real. He was unscripted, obviously. You know what? He was saying He's an amazing entertainer, shit. man. I just wish he never got attached to Barstool Sports. I don't think I know, you should dude. hold. I don't think you should hold that over his head. Oh, I will. I, I well, mean, that he's, he's fantastic. Way, he's of fantastic, but I can't stand Barstool. Speaking sports. of Barstool Sports, pouring out for Deadspin. Yep, that's it, right. It was real. I almost just poured the rest of my drink out. Yeah, on the board. Is Deadspin gone? Yeah, their entire. You haven't heard about this? Sports. Their entire staff resigned or resigned or quit in protest because one of their editors got fired because the new owner of like Deadspin, the people that bought all the. Like Kotaku, Deadspin, after uh, Gawker went out of business. The property, yeah. Uh, so this is kind of Hulk Hogan's fault, actually. Sweet. Uh, so <laughs> there was a new like group that came in, and the CEO of that group was like very strict about you cannot report on anything other than sports. Stop with this like blue content and this political content. Blue Which is meaning what like De- dirty. Deadspin was known yeah. for. And uh, they they fired one of their editors, and then after that, just mass walkouts, and now every writer that had wrote written for Deadspin is gone. Yeah, so nice. Deadspin, as you know it, is no more. Crazy sports story. Anyways, uh, back to the show <laughs> I'm trying to avoid talking about. Yes. Um, what we got next was not bad. Uh, ah! What we got next was one of the coolest things I'd ever gotten to watch. So I'm just going to say this now. Kyle yeah. hit me in the shin with five his phone. S- Five-star moment. Yeah. Uh, two-star match. Two-and-a-quarter-star <laughs> match, five-star moment. Yeah, I'm right there. I did two-and-a-quarter as well. I Same. guess we'll just talk. It's, it's Natalia versus Lacey Evans. I do have to say Lacey had a beautiful moonsault. Yes, she did. Lacey's getting better and better and better. And uh, well, It's crazy. It's almost like you keep wrestling the same person over and over and over get, and over. You get that match mastered. I also have to, to be say, fair, this was kind of a nothing match. It was really just a few holds uh-huh. to get them through this match. That's all it needed to be, though. And... So uh, there's not a lot to say about the match. These women so are wearing t-shirts. Explain, explain why you gave it what you gave it. Cultural so, significance. So there is obviously a very uh, Saudi Arabia is a very um, non-progressive country in a lot of ways, and they are legitimately trying to get more modernized. I wouldn't really call it progressive, but they're allowing women to drive. Not so misogynist. Something. Yeah. And um, not every single woman was covered up in the crowd either. No, there was a lot of. Uh, adult women wearing regular clothing which and, i think is very progressive um, and there. the fact i'm gonna i don't want to just go for it the fact that we saw a women's match in saudi arabia uh something that i never thought would have happened almost almost gives validation to the wwe for what they've been doing I almost think, i think it was great of them to get that match on and i think it's great that natalia got that uh, match. unfortunately everything that happened after the show ended completely overshadows 
any positive that came out of this. Yes, but I mean, they still broke the broke the wall down. They over broke there. a huge barrier. I mean, this break the walls down. And I'm really happy for, especially for Natalia. Yeah, I mean the fact that she's been, like you said, the elder statesman, which we, yep. you, and we she's been a about. part of all of this history. Yeah, too. Uh, and they just really to have see made this, a point like, to do that. Uh, who won the match? I don't even remember who won. Natalia, Natalia won. The sharpshooter. Sharp the sharpshooter. And uh, in, uh, after, after the match, uh, both women embrace each other. And they were having a very hard uh, time controlling their emotions. They both are crying. I, they both. I mean, I'm getting a little misty-eyed watching this when I'm watching it. Uh, it's just a really, really, really special moment. I recommend if the, if there's anything I recommend watching, it's this this match even more than some of the better in-ring matches that we saw because this was this was a barrier-breaking moment and. Uh, you could really see in both Lacey and Natalia that it meant so much to them to be able to do right. this. Right. And, and uh, that was really special. So props I, I, to them for that. And hey, as much shit as we are flinging at WWE This was today, awesome. This was fantastic. This was... I'm very, they gave me goosebumps. They when fought, Natalia came out, I had goosebumps. I got to say, WWE brass fought for this. Oh, yeah. And, definitely. And it was huge for the women. It sh- it showed, and even, like you said, we might make fun of the way they book their women's division, but they do care about them. And they do want it to be equal footing. So I I do appreciate them getting them on this card. A two and a half star match. Yeah, two and a quarter for me. Two and a quarter as well. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my question, my discussion question was basically, how'd you feel? I think we've already got that. Yeah. This this and the uh, Mansoor win slash promo were the were like two, the two feel, the good feel good spots of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just a really cool moment. Go back and watch it if you haven't. Uh, if you don't want to support the WWE Network, find another mean. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Find another way to watch it because it's it's worth it's worth a view. Um, after that, uh, we got it's time for team. F- oh, by the way, did you guys notice something after this match? Michael Cole almost acted like a human. It was so weird. They cut back to him after, and he admitted that he was getting emotional, which is Whoa. weird for an android. Whoa. But I mean, maybe his programming has come so far that he's like Wait, starting wh- to experience human emotion. At what point do you think that uh, the real Michael Cole was like cast away? <laughs> I and feel like the, and the real, and it's been years. Over. It's been he's a robot. I'm not even. Was it when the frosted tips left? It might have been when the frosted tips <laughs> left. That's when that was like the last humanity. That was Michael Cole's soul when the frosted tips left, leaving his body. But he did almost act human here. So props to him. He was emotional. Or and Corey Graves actually was like tearing up too. Or which was when really there was cool. a computer GM, they just switched. <laughs> yeah, entities. they switched entities. He's there stuck in go. a computer monitor. Man, he is so robotic. He is so like it's. I don't mean to make this the Michael Cole show, but it's like amazing how robotic he is. Can I tell you who's not robotic? Who? Jimmy freaking Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart showed up with Hulk Hogan in this and next match. He was match. out of control during this match. He, this is Team Hogan versus Team Flair, and uh, Team Flair is Lashley with Lana, although she does leave right after. Uh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Randy Orton, and Team Hogan is Rusev, Ricochet, Sh- Shorty G, Ollie, <laughs> and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is... The most over person on this entire show, probably. Even more, he got more cheers than Hogan. Condition did. crowd. Yep, exactly. Uh, but I mean, Roman Reigns has been great since he's been back. So faces versus heels. Uh, I gotta say, Rusev's attire is fucking awesome. I loved his attire. I love. His did you guys pay attention to his attire? I love him. He had the Hulk Hogan like. Font, oh yeah. And then he had like the poses on each of his thighs. Man, his attire was great. He looked great. You and know, he was he was hamming it up. He was doing the poses. On I got. I got to tell you, these guys just at the end when they posed with Hogan, so cool. they looked like they were having a blast. Oh, you know they were. And like there was also after the match, obviously the baby faces win the match in Saudi Arabia. This is nineteen minutes forty five seconds. This is a very old school bad guy versus good guy match. Uh, I think. 
in front of any other crowd, I don't think I would have liked this match as much. As the weird, crowd loved it. As weird as that sounds, because again, this is a very pure old school crowd. Yeah. And they loved this match, and it was fun. Like it was, it built up to the Roman Reigns hot tag in a very smart way. I, I was gonna say they did a very good job of having the smaller guys, Gable, uh-huh. Ollie, and uh, Ricochet. Shorty G, actually. Oh, Shorty G, Ollie, and Ricochet getting worked, getting worked, and then Roman and Rusev being uh-huh. the hot tag. Uh-huh. And they I, also played the great Lashley versus Rusev, and every time Rusev would come in, Lashley Bobby Lashley would, tag would be out. a chicken shit. So that was there was a lot of interesting little things. Eventually. Um, there's a point in the match, like with all big tag team matches, when everything breaks down, all the heels are getting their shit in. That's when Rusev finally gets hands on Lashley and they fight out, uh, out to the ring. Uh, and then Roman Reigns does a Fosbury flop. I want to actually commend Shinsuke Nakamura and Shorty G because they had, I, that's his name. They had an excellent exchange to start this match. Uh, really, really fun, like mat wrestling, like amateur wrestling style to start the match. And I could have watched that for 20 minutes and been entertained by it. Uh, it's too bad that Shorty G is sh- fucking Shorty G. Um, again, yeah, there's just a lot of fun old school moments in this match. It does lead to Team Hogan getting the win. By the way, uh, Randy Orton hit an RKO on Roman and he kicked out. I, that was, that was a awesome. genuine good near hey, fall. I have to say, I really like Chad Gable's uh, Seahawks jersey Who? that he ordered from China. Yeah, the, that was really good. The knockoff jersey. The, the knocked off China uh, Seahawks got, jersey. So let's get to this. I, I give could, it, I could um, tell you a couple apps where you could find those. Orton gets speared by Reigns. They never come, though, unfortunately. Yes, they do. Oh, they do come? Yes. Always. <laughs> Not always, but... Um, so Team Hogan wins after a spear to uh, Randall Orton by Roman Reigns in... Uh, 1945. Didn't feel like it. Decent, this match, e- decent this match year. Uh, three and a half. Um, this was my match of the night. Pretty easily. Uh, this was. Su- I did not. I. I thought I'd like this, but it kind of surpassed my expectations. I gave it three and three quarters. I thought it was great. I love Aldi and his rolling X factor. I know that might be one of my favorite moves right now. Roman was the star of this match. He was. And Jimmy Hart. Oh, because yeah. Jimmy Hart Jimmy was going Hank. nuts outside. Rick Flair was going nuts too, by the way. He uh, was strutting. He was like yelling at Corey Graves at a few different parts of the match. Yeah, and uh, I also liked how Flair would pull the guys down uh-huh. and talk to them and like give them advice. Coach them. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. And then good Jimmy touch. Hart, Jimmy Hart was just going nuts. I loved it. Uh, we got to see Hogan like aggressively do the Superman punch thing. When oh Roman yeah, he did. <laughs> that's gonna. That's a gift just in the making. He was, just, <laughs> <laughs> he was going at it. Luke, what'd you think of the match? <laughs> That was excellent. Thank you. Um, I gave it. I gave it three and a half. I really enjoyed it. I think the second half, especially, got real fun. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it wasn't an elimination match. By the way. Oh yeah, me too. I'm glad I'm it just, was a single fall. I'm just glad that like amongst you know the last three or four years, last few years, I guess for Rick it's just been as 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 of late. I guess he had that 2K fiasco too, but like these two guys have had a, a bumpy road, Hogan and Flair. Oh, definitely. Uh, in the past, you know, five years or so. So. Seeing them both out there having an awesome time. They were having both having a blast. And having a wonderful the time. The wrestlers were having fun. You yes. could tell. Yeah. For all of that to be forgiven, and sometimes there's just little nuances in wrestling that just aren't so bad. Yeah. Yeah, right? This was amongst and it, and it all this turmoil that we have, uh, even within this show and within the uh, political climate that the show is taking place in and all of the creative frustrations that we have, like we got to see an old-fashioned... Uh, baby face versus heel wrestling match. It was very pure, and we got to see a very pure wrestling crowd just eat it up. And, and at the end of the day, wrestling can be fun sometimes. Flair didn't need to bump. Nope. Hogan, Hogan didn't, didn't need, need to, to bump. bump. I'm very so. I guess that's going to kind of lead into my question. Yeah. Is this how the legends need to be booked? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Exactly. They yeah. looked great, 
The wrestlers had fun. Oh, they had a blast. Ho- at the end, when they're all posing on the entrance ramp, Rusev was like sticking his head through the group of them and just yeah. like with his tongue out going, ah. It, like you could tell it was just like almost like a weight off his shoulders to be able to have like a regular match and like just forget about all the shit he's been put through. Like yeah. just for a minute. Yeah. It, was you still, know? it was still shown in there a little bit. Yeah. L- Lana was out with Lashley, but yeah. But it was very well done. Well, very well done. It was. And like you said, at the end of the match, we got a very real moment when you saw Team Hogan, like all kind of like hugging and like high fiving after the match. And it just felt really genuine. Uh, Like everyone seemed genuinely happy to have like been there and done it. So it was was nice. Was this match worth the show for you, Kyle? No. Even even though Hogan was in it? This wasn't worth watching. Like like, this should have been on Survivor Series. So sure i agree i would have gone back and watched this because of hogan's involvement just this match if yeah, we weren't doing yeah, a podcast same, on same. the show uh-huh but that's it i would watch this in the women's match probably if i was gonna watch and anything Fiend, probably no i wouldn't watch that I, but that's hindsight reading. that's hindsight yeah but i mean it, i would I, I, I wouldn't have watched this without hindsight if it wasn't for the show though if okay. that makes sense sure so yeah the only thing i would have watched is the hogan stuff yep um so that was actually really fun after that we get um they did it somehow they had the video package for the main event, and they almost made it look like it was a cool angle. Uh, and, uh, man. Because for one moment only, it was. Yeah. Uh, we had the fiend hunting line that was stupid. Come back into it, though. And just, if, if, if nothing else, this video package, as well made as it was, really shone a light on how they have fumbled this angle almost from day one. And it was all on display. This match was a microcosm of everything that has been wrong not, with not this from angle. day one. The Seth Brock stuff, yeah. Seth, what? No, not Brock. Seth and Wyatt. Fiend? stuff. Yeah, Seth and. Well, and I mean, Bray, for yeah. me, it was for me, it was fine until the until Hell and Cell. It was problematic before then, though, because it was kind of the writing was kind of on the walls. Like, yeah. we had that discussion of like, is this too much too soon for Bray? Yes. Um, yes, you're correct. Yes. This match was like the Hell in a Cell match, except there was no Hell or Cell, and, and it was still <laughs> fucking red. Uh, the red light was out of control in this match. Kyle, how do you feel about the red light? I loved it at first, but now I don't like it. I think it made it hard to watch, and I'm sure the fans. There's hated no it. way the crowd saw. What was happening? Because I couldn't see what's happening just a lot of silhouettes. times in this match. Yeah, I I was fine with it in the Hell in a Cell match. I kind of wanted it to just be like a one match. Because here's though. the thing: last year at Hell in a Cell, they did a red light too, right? Didn't they do a red light? I mean, I know they did the red cage, but I'm pretty sure they had. Didn't they not have a? I don't think so. No, they didn't oh, okay. do it last I don't year. Think so. Well, still, uh, the Fiend debuted against Finn. There was no red light. Right. It was perfect. We didn't care. Yeah. Why they need to do this shit again? Do you guys remember? Like, think the back fans to, shit all over it, and they still did it. Think back to the end of August. I'm like, how optimistic and excited we all were after that well let's go well, i'm gonna go back and listen SummerSlam. to their SummerSlam episode and just how available in the archives in the, available in the archives yep. on any podcast platform of your choosing anchor uh anchor.fm anchor is the one we recommend uh Thank but you. itunes spotify um go back and listen to how excited we were and how i in particular am guilty of this we time and time again of just being like, they won't mess this one. This time they won't mess you it up. You did say it too. This multiple time times. they won't mess it up. And Bro, uh, we, to see how how it's come. We literally said on that episode, this is one of the best things we've ever seen in wrestling in years. Oh, yeah. I was on board. In years. And I still love The Fiend. Um, it's a way, great character. He wins this match after Sister Abigail on the entrance ramp. 20, I, 21 minutes, 30 seconds. Well, well, Let's tell them about the 10 stomps and the 15 super kills being eight. thrown into a fire. This was just, was actual, like I said, yeah. this was just, there was no 
like build up, no suspense, no excitement really in this match. Just a brawl. It was just a move, big move, big move, big move, big move. And none of those moves had impact because you knew that uh, Bray was just going to pop back up. And he's essentially invincible now. Uh, it's gotten to the point where Michael Cole doesn't even know how to address him anymore. Did you guys notice there was a there, there was a moment in the match when he was dragging Seth up the entrance ramp, and Corey Graves was like, "Where is he taking him?" And then Michael Cole was like, "I don't know where this man, creature, monster, freak like he doesn't even know what to address him as." They've convoluted God. they've convoluted his character so much to the point where Michael Cole can't even address him as anything anymore. Right, and that right there, that moment told me. Just how much they've dropped the ball with the fiend. So what did you give the match? I give the match. And this is going to sound really harsh. I give it one star. The only reason I went that high was because they did a title change. And again, like I said, the fiend wins. He is the universal champion. Uh, I don't know why they waited till now to do it. To to fix their boo-boo? They could have just done it at Hell in a Cell. Do you guys think this was ever the plan? Or do you think once they got all that backlash from Hell in a Cell, they were like, book it again? Because it feels like once to me, they got all that backlash from Hell in the Cell, it feels like yeah, to me they, this was the on the fly like the last title week. change was not going to happen here right. originally. I almost feel like they didn't even have this decision made when they moved him to SmackDown. Like no. I feel like this was like within the well, last week. It didn't make sense that they had both champions on SmackDown. For yeah, and then Brock I, quit, and then Brock quit, but got traded, but quit. He can do whatever he wants, unlike anybody else. Is the story that they, they which is also just real life, by the way, with him and the company. Um, I gave it one three quarters. Um, the match. I mean, it wasn't horrible. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, there was the moves were fine. There was no botches. It was. It just didn't make sense. I'm glad Fiend won, but I'm very weary of where it's going. I mean, yeah, there was not even a pop when he won the belt. Like he just did it, and then everyone was like, "Okay, like how is just how have they done this?" I was sad. I was genuinely. I can't believe you've done this. I was genuinely let down. I was, and I knew it was going to happen. I read the reviews. I, I knew what this match was going to be. I, I was just sad when the match ended, and it was like, okay, you know, like I never wanted that to be my reaction to the Fiend winning the Universal Title. I wanted that to be like when Bray first won the WWE title and that elimination chamber. And it was this joyous was moment sick. and like all of wrestling came together and it was this celebration for Bray. Like, yeah, he deserved. Yes. And to go from that, now he's got a much better character. He's got, I mean, he had for a while was the hottest thing in the company. And then to have him win the championship to a whisper. Wow. Disappointing. It's not yeah, even dude. enough to describe my emotions. No, it's, I mean, I never, ever, ever thought he needed the title. No, he still doesn't. Literally ever. Last week was just a rough week for wrestling. Yeah, uh, um, and it was just capped off with, with the show. Real, yeah. real quick, real quick. I, I gave it two stars, which was probably a little too nice. Um, but my, my comment was, oh, look, it's WWE trying to salvage their fuck up. Nice work. Exactly. That's um, all it is. Now, the stomp is a dead finishing move, and now Seth has brought down a few pegs. And a guy who didn't need the title has it. So let's just hope that he holds it on until at least Mania. He's going to have to. Thanks, WWE. So, so this is kind of, I guess I'll hijack the discussion question for this one. Oh, I just wrote why was my discussion question. Uh, I kind of wanted to bring this up because uh, before Hell in a Cell, <laughs> all three of us are just deflated right now, by the way. I, w- I wish you guys arms. could see our body language all in this room. Arms, yeah. um, before Hell in a Cell, the stomp even with Seth's up and down crowd reaction, the stomp was one of those moves that when he started gearing up for that, like 
you felt something in your the stomp gut. Stomp was awesome. You know, kind of like, like the super he kick. He beat now. Brock. It he, was one of the coolest finishing moves in wrestling. Like he hit. I mean, it was three of them, but three he still them. three of them to beat Brock Lesnar. So but nine of them can't. I guess it's kind of a two part question. Yeah. So now that Seth couldn't put away the fiend, no matter what he did. Question number one. Who beats him and when? The Fiend, that is. Question number two, how do you rebuild Seth Rollins after this? Do you, do you just keep him off TV for a little while? Do you put him right into a program? I mean, what do you do? Because they have done some harm to both these guys. Because The Fiend, I mean, who's going to beat him now? I think The Fiend should make an appearance on SmackDown. This week? This week, and then I don't think we should see him again until the build-up for the pay-per-view after Survivor Series. Totally agree. I think you do Brock versus Cole at Survivor Series. Michael? They- no, Adam. Oh, okay. His Bye-bye. son. His son. <laughs> so I say Adam Cole versus Brock Lesnar is your smack or your Survivor Series main event. The Fiend is nowhere to be sighted. The Fiend could actually even run into that. At I thought about that and yeah. destroy them both. Yeah, he probably and will, then, and then disappear, and we don't see him. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling. I just don't, and I just don't think he should be in the spotlight right now. Like no. he deserves the spotlight because he's great. But I think right now he needs to let let it kind of go away for a little bit. And who beats the fiend and how? Luke, I'll let you field this one. Well, I mean, I think what I said originally. Well, Finn's on NXT. I think what I said originally is maybe Alistair Black gets built up for WrestleMania. It's an option. Um, I really, really want to see him get pushed. I think that they would match up very well with each other. Um, but at the same time, he would have to get from now from the from it like has December four. Like yes, today he has to be astronomically pushed. Yeah, and win the Rumble. I mean, they have yeah. nobody right now that is in anywhere near of a, a position besides maybe Roman Reigns. And even then, like Roman's been losing. So like, who's Roman's, even... if Roman is the one to take it off, be of, happy. yeah, exactly. Like who, in, who is, who is even close to being in that, like, er, that, like that mystique area of like, I can take down the fiend. There's nobody, nobody's no even close. Have we ever seen someone so unbeatable? I mean, I don't know. I mean, early o- OG Taker, yeah. OG Taker. Even then, like, but even they then, weren't hitting Taker with eight hundred finishers. You know, well, that's the thing is, even then, they you hit Taker with a few chair shots and you kept him down for three seconds. The first stomp in this match was like two minutes in on the floor, and it was just came and went, and that was it. Seth has to get a new finisher now, right? Does he go back to the pedigree? I think that's probably what's going to happen. Which is unf- like why though? Like he shouldn't have to. But now he kind of does. Yes. It's just yes. a bummer, man. I everyone well, the show is, gets a D by the way. Everyone yeah. is worse I'm gonna keep for talking it. About this, everyone is worse for it. I'm yeah. giving it a D as well. I'm ready to get off Crown Jewel because I got more Same. stuff to talk about. Um. So I guess just my closing thoughts about Crown Jewel. Uh, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen, uh, I kind of thought after whatever happened. With the plane Behind shit. the scenes with the plane stuff, something happened. And we don't know what it is. And we probably aren't going to know for... Until Bruce Pritchard gets fired and has a <laughs> yeah, podcast on it. For a while. <laughs> but I think it's obvious that something more than just, quote-unquote, mechanical money failure happened. And money. Yep. Uh, I think something happened. Uh, I think Vince... Love it or hate it, Vince left. Vince and the Prince got in a in a dick wagon contest. That's kind of how... That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I thought... Man, this has got to be it for the Saudi Arabia stuff, right? Like, yeah. how can they go back now? Today, Monday, if you're listening to this the night we're recording, which you're not, uh, <laughs> Monday, nice. They WWE released a press release, very corporate speak again, 
and just basically saying, hey, they kind of doubled down. We're doubling down. We're going to add another big show every year in Saudi Arabia. So suck it, wieners. The thing I don't get is the thing said that they're going to be doing two shows a year in Saudi Arabia. Which they Arabia. already have been doing. For until whatever year, twenty twenty seven, which was already the deal, right? They've been yeah, doing yeah, it was a ten year sh- deal started in twenty seventeen. So they've been doing two shows, sold their souls. And so we got this right, and then we have the Jordan Miles controversy. Uh, yeah, the former ACH uh, with the T shirt. How could you? I don't think WWE meant to like release a racist T shirt, but they kind of released a fucking racist T shirt like without even knowing it. I think how and then. We have the Ring of Honor stuff with Joey Mercury, who is wilding out on Twitter right now. He's got to get some help. Dude. Oh, Joey Mercury? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> He's uncovering some stuff about Ring of Honor that maybe no. explains why they're in the place that they're in right now. Lack of security, lack of pain. Yeah, they're even hiring security at their shows now. Uh, oh, my God. Their they're, women's they're, champion, champion is making $24,000 a year. They're in that bad of a spot now. Uh, disgusting. The next, they just got a new TV deal, by the way, today. Jay so. Lethal. What's uh, he doing? It's, he's wrestling for him. Okay. Yeah, but uh, so that it, it seems like there was this a was l- a tumultuous week for wrestling. There's a lot of sour, and I mean AEW was great this week, and Sammy Callahan winning the Impact Championship was great, and, and Friday Night SmackDown. And Friday Night SmackDown Thank- was great, and MLW having their first pay per view that's fantastic. There's a lot to look but forward to. There's a lot to look forward to, but there's a lot of it, it, it's almost like two steps forward, three steps back. Yeah, and that's something that the, this industry as a whole needs to fix. I mean, yeah, and if you're a WWE talent now and you see this press release come out today, because I guarantee you they weren't made aware of this before it came out, several of the talents that were over there have expressed their uh, unwillingness to go back now, and at some point, like, I keep telling myself, like, eventually the WWE is going to realize that at the end of the day, your talent matters more than anything else. And I keep thinking that we're getting to that point. And every time I keep, every time I'm almost certain that we've hit the point where like, okay, they're going to do something talent friendly. They don't. Right. They, they double down on their current practices. They are morally creatively bankrupt right now. And it, I don't see an end in sight. So unfortunately, I think we need to put it into sight on this and let's listen to our voicemails and get on to next week. Cause we have a fun one for you next week. Oh boy, Kyle, way to, way to reel that in. So we're going to go. We got two calls this week. So, hey, after 16 last week, I didn't expect a, an outpouring. How many we get? Two. Okay. One of them's from Wyatt. We'll get to that first. And then Keith after that. So let's see what Wyatt has to say. Dakota didn't make it in, huh? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. What's happening, big boys? This is Wyatt. And oh, I've boy. got a question for you this week about AEW. And in particular, what do you guys think about SCU becoming the AEW Tag Team Champions? first ever AEW tag team champions that is uh I thought the match that they had with the Lucha Brothers was amazing um I have a lot of love and respect for what Kaz and Daniels have done um but honestly I don't know a whole lot about Scorpio Sky so if you guys have any recommendations on how I could get up to date on him that would be awesome but uh anyway thanks for having me big boys God, I love him. Uh, I'm so happy SCU won. I think, yeah, I, I think, think that they great. deserved it. Yeah. Um, and for Scorpio Sky, I mean, I would just go into his Wikipedia page and pick out some matches. Pay, pick out some matches. 
a lot of SCU stuff is going to be out there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't. I mean, I knew of him before SCU, but right. he wasn't really on my radar until SCU really formed. So, I mean, go back and watch some of their the the SCU stuff in Ring of Honor New Japan, and that's like the best place to start because they, I mean, it was a much better time for Ring of Honor. Right. Uh, and uh, definitely worth going back and watching some of that stuff. So, yeah, Scorpio Sky's amazing. Very happy for SCU. I think that after the years and years and years of hard work that da- specifically Daniels and Kaz have put into the Indies and Ring of Honor and you know traveling all over the world to see yeah. them finally win a the, to be the inaugural tag team champions on a major U.S. promotion that's nationally syndicated on cable just feels right. This was the crowning. So, they congratulations deserved. to yeah. them. Uh, so yeah, very positive note there. I don't um, know how long they'll actually hold on to them, but I think that this was enough of a statement. Yeah, I I mean they can still go, man, and especially with Scorpio Sky in the mix too. He supplements them so well. He does. He's the perfect like third member of that of yeah. that group. Uh, so yeah, so go just check like out some number of their one member stuff. at the same time, like number one worker. Yeah, yeah. I like the the dynamic they have. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go check out some uh, old New Japan and uh, Ring of Honor work for SCU, and you will be pleased. Up next. Kiefer writes in a short and sweet uh, to the point call this week. We'll see what he has to talk about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, hi there. Didn't see you come in. I was just calling in for you guys to see what your finisher move would be if you were a wrestler and which one of your co-hosts would you perform it on on the regular? Thanks, guys. Luke, I'm going to give you one winged angel, buddy. I'd give Luke a GTS. Wow, we're both doing it to Luke. Oh man! Dang, Sorry, Luke's Luke. gonna give us a double choke slam. <laughs> he could. Yeah, I would. I would love that. Could you um, double tombstone us? Yes. Do you want to try it? Right no, now, not let's in do here. it, dude. Not in, in the, the sports room. No, Kyle <laughs> says we can't do it in the shatter, sports. shatter, I was ready shatter. To go. Actually, um, I would uh, give Luke a shattered dreams. Oh, that's a good one. That, fuck you. Sorry, that hurts. Luke, what would you give Kyle? Um, Zach needs to have kids. I don't want to ruin that I'd for you. I'd say. I would normally say I think a tombstone pile driver is usually what I go for, but I love package pile drivers. Oh, me yeah. too. Yeah. I love. Are you gi- giving it to Kyle or me? Oh, I'd give you both a package pile driver, brother. Nice, baby. You can oh, package me. Anytime. Hey, you know what? I got a couple requests for this. Yeah. yeah. I need Cowboy Kenny to cut a promo on Luke about what he's about to do to him. <laughs> you put me let, on the spot. Let, can you? Can you channel? Because it? I've had at least five people ask me for Cowboy Kenny to come back, bro. It was amazing. It was amazing. Cowboy. 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 Oh, oh he's shit. standing up. Oh, shit. Oh. Hey there, mister. <laughs> Y'all come around these parts. I see you setting up that table. I see you looking at me. Saying you're going to hit a package pile driver through that table. Well, I got news for you, buckaroo. I ain't even know what that is. But I sure as hellfire ain't gonna let you hit me with one. You may be taller than me. Yeah. You may be stronger than me. Yeah. You may be more handsome than me. Uh-huh. No. Whoa. But I guarantee you ain't country strong, boy. <laughs> and if you ain't country strong, you ain't ready to fight. So step up to the plate. Get on that horse and try me. That was it. Scene. There you go, guys. You waited through a very bad show to hear Cowboy Kenny. Oh, make- I, I, I'm saying this is one of our best episodes. Um, so next week we're going to be doing a that was awesome the AEW Full Gear, 
We got I'm so excited four for this matches show. announced so far. I'm sure there's going to be more announced on Wednesday. Oh, definitely. Uh, we have John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a non sanctioned yes. match, which I think is going to be nuts. No mercy, oh, please. Yeah. By Crit- the way, did you guys see the. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we all watched AEW. How about that promo on John Moxley? Oh, that was great. Oh, boy. And then we have uh, Chris Jericho versus Cody for the uh, AEW World Championship. Yep. We have the Young Bucks, Matt and Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson versus Santana and Ortiz in a tag team match. Yep. And then we have Adam Page versus Pac in a singles match. I am sure that there will be a women's title match. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a tag team title match. Mm-hmm. And then I am sure that there is going to be some sort of inner circle versus the elite match, which I'm going to yeah. guess it's something along the lines of Hager and Guevara versus... Uh, Dustin Rhodes and MJF or something along yeah, those lines. something like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to what it. What are you guys' thoughts going into the show? Like predict. I don't want to go into predictions, but like what do you th- – how do you think the show is going to be received? Do you think it's going to have a lot of buzz? Do you think – I, I mean, this, this is, is really – There's going to be a lot of buzz. Cody, all, Rhodes, Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho are going to have a five-star match. You think so? They're going to have a For all intents match. and purposes – Cody this, should not win that match though. No. Jericho's got to win. Uh, Correct. And probably with dirty tactics, I'd hope. Um – this is really like, in a way, I don't want to say it's AEW's first pay per view, but it's kind of AEW's first like. Which pay- makes sense how you're explaining it. If yes. you, do I am I making sense? Like this is the first pay per view since they've been exposed to that cable audience. So so they it'd need be interesting run. to see how how it moved the needle moves. Did you mention uh, Hangman versus yeah Pac? Pac. yeah yeah okay that's gonna be uh, I cannot wait for this show. <laughs> I'm so excited. I need I need it after Crown Jewel Man. I need to just be immersed in professional wrestling. It's just wrestling so crazy again. the polar opposites we're seeing right now. I know. Right. So, on that note, to sweet. sweet. Full gear.